0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Badass Wellness Coach Show for coaches, practitioners and wellness experts on a quest to become the go-to, the chief rainmaker in the field. I'm yours, Didi Hoffman, and today I'm doing my happy rain dance because I have Helen Ann Norbury, a legacy catalyst based in the UK with me. Our topic today is how Helen transforms trauma. Or, as she likes to say, alchemizes it into a positive effect. And we both love that word we'll get to that just now. Ellen, welcome to the Badass Wellness Coach Show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and for the introduction. And yeah, it's an absolute joy to be here today.
0: Cool, man. In your own words, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. Like you said, uh, my name is Helen Norbury, and I really um, came to coaching and came to this journey through the my own journey and a really similar journey. Lots of people were coming to me saying, "Oh wow, see this journey that you're on, amazing! Like, how did you do that? Etc. Cetera, Etc." Cetera. And so now what I do is I really help people, as we talked about, to alchemize their own trauma. And that can be anything, your trauma. There's a sometimes a misconception that trauma has to be a huge major event. But actually, that's not the case, you know, trauma is very much our response to what happens to us like what's going on inside of us as a result of what happens, rather than the event in itself. So I help people to alchemize that trauma that life experience into something that's truly life changing both for yourself and for other people. And. This is through um, the creation of a, a passion business, something that you feel really, really deeply about, something that matters to you, and really purpose led. I really work with people who are connected through their heart into what they do on a day to day basis. And it's being able to alchemize or transform that trauma into something really positive. And there's a concept called post-traumatic growth, which actually means that we are growing and developing because of our trauma, not in spite of our trauma. And so this is really what I help people to tap into, to see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, sometimes when you've been through some big life experiences, can feel really constricting like you've got your wings clipped and you're stuck in a particular way of life and actually helping people to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's a way that we can change this into a real positive effect and in doing that also find a way to be able to live with complete passion and create a legacy that's so important for so many people that i work with is what is that stamp that I want to leave on the world? Like, what am I creating for my children? I say that in the widest sense of the word, whether you have your own children or, or not, but what am I leaving for the next generations? And How do I want to be remembered? And so that's really what I help people to do, to take a, what might have once been perceived as a negative experience in their life, and flip it on its head and turn it into a positive for both you and the people that you can help in that journey as well.
0: You just answered five of my questions. Yet. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> you get me
0: started and then the
1: passion yeah. comes through and I'm off then.
0: Yeah, I love that. I really love that. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, you know, how do you define trauma? And I like that definition. Uh, because you know from where I'm sitting I, I always think you know trauma is something big that's happened uh, and it doesn't need to be um, so how do you go about healing trauma
1: mm. it's a really really good question because sometimes when you're in it it can feel really really difficult to do that and actually the first step really is about starting to connect to yourself, starting to get some real awareness as to what's going on. Like, where where is life not panning out the way that you want it to? And when we start to get curious about what's happening in our life, where we recognize certain behaviors that we may have be adopting and start to question why we're doing that, really start getting curious, digging underneath, all the motivators for how or why we show up in a particular way in our our lives on a daily basis. Then we can start to see where there's some areas that need some, some love, some compassion, some kindness, and some healing. And for me, this very much starts with self in many different areas of self. So learning to trust yourself, learning to love yourself, finding self-belief and self-confidence and being able to fully self-express. For so many years, I thought that that was a really arrogant way to be, maybe even a narcissistic way to be like, oh, that's so self-absorbed, you know, that's not the person I want to be. And it took me a little while, if I'm honest, to recognize, you know that airplane analogy that you know if the, the gas, if the oxygen masks come down, we need to put our own mask on first before we can help anyone else. And for so long,. to help everybody else. And not so much to look after myself. But then when I saw you fill your own cup up first, then there's so much more to be able to help other people. So much more that you can give to your children, to your partner, to your friends, to your work. Everything benefits by you filling your own cup up first. So often we need someone to support us in that journey but the first step is really getting that self-awareness and starting to build a sense of self. And that's going to be a fantastic foundation for healing.
0: What happens and what is the impact if we don't heal our trauma?
1: Yeah, there's a a lot of research for how this gets passed on to generations. So that's that's one massive impact. Like we inadvertently, but we pass our trauma on to anybody that we spend time with. And so there's a a kind of a a more altruistic point of view when thinking about healing our trauma. But certainly from our own perspective, if we don't heal our trauma, we just basically continue to play the same tape. Our subconscious basically controls about 90% of what we do and that's where our trauma is held so all the time it is stuck there and it's repeating in our current reality then actually what that means is you know just to share some of my personal experiences of pre-healing my trauma things like yo-yoing weight so you might lose some weight you get to a certain point and then put it all back on and then a bit more besides and if going through this constant cycle of going up with weight down with weight up with weight down with weight and it's all underpinned from my perspective it was all underpinned by a a fear of being seen um, what if what if someone kind of shows me attention what's that going to say to me you know and that was a trauma response that i needed to heal in order to be able to stabilize my weight the other area another area another example could be in your personal relationships and you may find that you have a sequence of toxic relationships and you leave one toxic relationship only to start another toxic relationship. It's almost like the same relationship, just with a different face. And this is, again, looking at some unhealed trauma or a trauma response that you're likely to have. This isn't to make anyone wrong about anything, but when your subconscious is basically creating that reality, that's what keeps happening until you can resolve that core wound that is created that's caused that to create in the first place. So if you don't heal your trauma, you basically keep going round and round and round the same cycle, like negative behaviors that may be coming out. It could even be addictions, um, anger, anxiety, all these things keep showing up in your life until you get to heal what's at the core of them from that trauma.
0: Oh, we often also see, you know, I think self-sabotage, is that part of it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, especially in as far as, you know, getting new clients as, as business coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, we sometimes uh, are afraid of getting the clients. And yeah, then we, then you know,
1: people can be as afraid of success as they are of failure. And so um, suddenly all the excuses will come up for why this isn't a good match or um, I'm too busy doing this. The summer holidays are coming up with the kids. I'm not going to have the time that I need to, to focus in, in with this person, with this client. And we will put blocks in, not consciously, of course, not consciously, but we're just... Creating what are very, very believable and plausible stories to ourselves. And actually, we need to go a level deeper with those and get really curious what actually is coming up here? What is it that is causing me to respond in this particular way to this particular situation? And when we dig underneath, very often we will find that there's something a little bit more going on than just what's sitting at face value.
0: Helen, how can we alchemize our traumas to bring about good in the world?
1: Yeah great question and um, so i absolutely love this bit about transforming trauma into something really positive um when we're going through trauma or we're experiencing the impact of trauma that's stuck in our body it can feel like you're in a really really dark room and it can feel like there's no way out of that Often there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes along with that, weighs really, really heavily on your shoulders. And I love being able to to show people, to inspire people that actually, even in the darkest room, there's a little chink of light and we just need to find our way to that chink of light and to open it up and see that there is a whole new path in front of us. So as I mentioned in the introduction, post-traumatic growth is really finding that place where we can grow because of our trauma, not just in spite of it. And so for me, something that really transformed that and went from the point of, you know what, there's areas of my life which I'm not really very happy with and I just want to resolve this for me to a point where doing what I do today was actually, you know what, there's hundreds thousands possibly even millions of people who are also going through this same journey and i found a way to that little chink of light in the room and i thought gosh that's really selfish of me not to share that with them and of course not everybody who is alchemizing their trauma needs to create a business from it or create a whole new way of life from it But actually, whatever that looks like, finding a path that sets you up for the rest of your life by flipping the coin on that trauma and on that experience and on the feelings that are in your body and being able to really see a meaningful, positive, connected, vision for your future then that's amazing because not everyone can get there and so creating that out of your traumatic experiences for me makes gives so much hope gives so much inspiration for the future not just for you but for all of those people who see what what you're doing they're witnessing they're watching you they're seeing everything that you do and even if they're not saying anything to you you're inspiring them to heal their own trauma and to transform their own journey. So we're giving permission to people. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about uh, one of my favorite quotes from Marianne Williamson and um, I have it in my office. I literally, I read it every single day, but one part of that quote says that um, basically in In shining our own light, we give other people the permission to shine theirs too. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is what alchemizing trauma is all about. It's allowing other or giving other people the permission to shine their light, whatever may have happened in their life.
0: I love that quote of yours. And it's interesting that a section of that quote is actually wrongly attributed to the late Nelson Mandela. Uh, oh yeah uh, and and that's the part of you know uh, uh of, about thinking small uh, right uh, yeah not serving the world uh, yeah and we have it on on good word from the Mandela foundation the trust that he's never ever said that so it is, right
1: but <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely marianne williamson did definitely so yeah marianne i Wilson. absolutely love it like yeah, whoever it's a, says it is it's, it's yeah. fantastic but marianne williamson started it so right, yeah a great sure. great
0: absolutely and then, what is the best way to start flipping our own trauma?
1: Yeah, it's again, I've touched on this, but just to really reiterate it having that self awareness and really becoming curious about where things aren't quite working out in our life in the way that we might want them to be. So you know when we're born we're all born with a very calm nature we're very curious we're connected we're, we're set up to form relationships um we are happy we have joy in our life like all these aspects are just the the essence of who we are as life happens as We have experiences and trauma through our lives. I like to see it like clouds that come over the front of the sun. And so the healing journey is really about peeling those clouds back so we can get to see more and more of the sunshine. So getting really curious, like, maybe it's emotional eating. Why is it that I dive into the fridge and go to the freezer and go for the ice cream? Like, what is it that causes me to do that? What's happening just before that response? What's triggering me and then starting to get really curious underneath that? Or um, why do I feel the need to be the best at every single thing that I do? And Can I accept to be just average at something, or does that really challenge my sense of who I am? And um, do I every Friday night really hit the bottle of wine? And, you know, what does is there something that I'm running away from? You know, where am I running away from things in my life? Can I just stop and be with myself and be really comfortable with that? or do I need these constant distractions like do I need to be on social media or on a Netflix binge or you know what is it that I'm running away from and then we start to peel back the layers thing that's sitting underneath that and that's where the healing starts and that's um, that's where the the power is in the healing. But like I said, that's sometimes really difficult to see on your own, because our ego protects us. And it says, that's going to be a bit painful to go digging there. Why don't you just come over this way? Don't look, don't look there. It's too painful. And so working alongside someone who's not kind of emotionally connected in the same way, can really help to shine the light in spaces that you might just be avoiding because they feel a little painful to look at. And so it is really, you get so far on your own, but having a a coach or a, a therapist to support you in just going a little bit really beneficial on this journey.
0: Can I ask you a last question on this before we move over to the logistics of working with you? What does it mean to live with passion how how does it translate into the world?
1: yeah for me I think it's different for everybody and of course what you know what's passion for me and what's passion for you might be two really different things but ultimately I believe that it's the feeling to feel free to totally fully self-express and to do and be the person that lights up your soul and as that quote says I keep coming back to it but giving ourselves the permission to fully step into who we are also offers that to our children offers it to all the people the people who are watching us who don't even necessarily realize that they're watching you But having permission to connect to that true essence of yourself and not have to feel like you have to show up in a particular way or that you've got to do something in order to be accepted or to be able to free yourself from those shackles of trying to fit in and be loved and be accepted by being so confident and strong in that person that you are and the essence of your soul and being able to show up with all of you without, without fear. For me, that's what about living with passion is all about.
0: And it's also always so nice and so fulfilling and even inspiring to be around people that are living with passion. A good example that I always have is my own dear wife. Uh, She's an accomplished artist, and when she's busy painting and all that passion around her, she is the most wonderful people to be person to be around. Uh, And it's just an energy that emanates, and you know, grows wider and wider. Uh, So yeah, I I believe
1: so, and it just your heart fills with more and more love and there's just the love just overflows basically to everybody around you and you know the people that are living with passion they're like magnets everyone wants a bit of that energy they want to be in that space because it's very safe it's loving it's kind it's compassionate and it's just yeah it's lovely to be in in yourself and for other people it's lovely to share in as well
0: Let's start and switch gears here, uh, and look at the logistics of working with you. And my yep. five, my favorite question always is, who benefits the most from working with you?
1: Oh, I, I as you know, really, I think anyone who feels stuck in that dark room, looking for that chink of light, where there's that feeling that. Oh, that happens to everybody else. Everyone else gets to live the, live the life with passion. But you see, I'm not that person because all these things have happened to me. That person is really the person that I love to work with to help them see and find their own road out of their current experience. And, you know, I've worked with people who've been through some really really challenging times in their life and the absolute joy that I get from seeing them have a vision for their future and be able to go you know what this is what I want to do and I'm going to go down this road and have the confidence to do it so that brings me so much joy to see to see people be able to alchemize their own trauma. So if you're feeling kind of stuck in that dark room and you're looking around and you can't really see that chink of light, and you're thinking my room doesn't have a chink of light. You don't, you know, you don't understand my room. That's the person that I love to work with.
0: And what is the dream outcome? Once you've alchemized that trauma, what is the dream outcome that you help them achieve?
1: it literally is that life of passion and that shows up in so many different ways that can show up in just being able to it could be anything for you know someone I'm working with who might want to be a singer on the stage and maybe they don't have the confidence or the belief that they can do that and so for them maybe it's standing on the stage and singing to a big crowd for someone else it may be taking a step in their business for someone else it could be finding a dream relationship, creating financial freedom for them and their family, um, getting to a place of safety and both at a, a literal and a physical level and metaphorically within their body, feeling safe to go through the rest of their life whatever individually it might look like for each individual person it's ultimately a vision that they feel empowered and confident to head towards having real clarity on what that looks like for them and being able to go forwards to create that legacy remember back to the beginning I was talking about What is that stamp that I want to leave on the world? Giving everyone the power and the permission and the authority and the hope to create their own version of that.
0: What are the logistics of working with you?
1: Yeah, mostly I, um, not mostly, entirely, I work on a one-to-one basis with people right now because I love that really close intimate journey that we have together in creating this vision and walking starting the journey down the road towards that vision so I'm all over social media Facebook LinkedIn Instagram Um, and so anyone can find me through any of those platforms Helen Ann Norbury Um, and I've got a website HelenAnnNorbury.co.uk and so those are the spaces to find me and then to reach out and to let's start a conversation um if it's not a good fit between us then I'll tell you that because it's really important to me to work with people that I feel really deeply connected to helping them on their journey I'm not a numbers person not just like a, a churn that's not me at all I really want to Deeply help every single person that I work with, so I make sure that that's a really good fit between us to do that. So, please reach out to me through social media. Let's start a conversation. See what that journey could look like together.
0: And you also have a podcast. Tell us a little bit more it Yeah, tell us a bit more about.
1: Yeah, so my podcast literally encapsulates everything that we've been talking about. It's called "Becoming Unapologetically Me." So it is literally stepping into that that version of myself and help inspiring other people to do their version of it as well. But stepping into everything that means a life of passion for you, we talked about this season. We've talked about um, healing from grief and how to deal with perfectionism and how to really step into your passion even when the people around you might be um, not thinking that that's the route that you should be taking. So we've discussed quite a lot of this and I'm going much deeper dive in my next season, which is coming up in the next few weeks. Um, So really diving deep into some of these areas. We've gone, gone wide, now we're going deep. So yeah, this is really the space where you can get involved with the conversations and hopefully get inspired by the conversations and the amazing guests that I have on my podcast as well. To start to think about what that looks like for you.
0: I love the fact that we are we both podcasters. It's such a powerful medium and amazing. uh, Yeah, uh, amazing. And I think that. The conversations and the relationships that we're building through it is probably the biggest one of them all. then, any final words of advice for our listeners?
1: Oh gosh, um, just be really curious, like look at, spend a lot of time in reflection, spend time in quietness, because it's in the quietness that our body tells us what it wants to what wants to be heard. And so often in our lives, we're very busy, we're racing around with work and chasing the kids and social media and Netflix and busy, busy, busy. But As you take the time to stop, create space for yourself to listen to what your body is trying to tell you, because it will tell you. We have to just tune in to listen to ourselves. So That would be my my suggestion, my recommendation. Just commit time to yourself to be still and to listen to what's happening.
0: Alan, thank you so much for sharing your passion and your wisdom with us. We wish you only the very, very best. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you and sharing everything that I'm so passionate about. Um, so, yeah, I hope it's been helpful and maybe eye opening for, for everyone who's listening. It
0: surely has been for me. I really enjoyed that touch and uh, the, the alchemy. Uh, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think we've had some alchemy here. There you have it, for my sure. dear wellness friend. Another badass <laughs> episode. Job. Yeah. Another badass episode packed with ideas and inspiration. To help you on your quest to also become the chief rainmaker. Go and listen to Alan's podcast and connect with her on social media. And thank you so much for listening to the Badass Wellness Coach Show. You can get all the resources on the show notes page, which I will post up at badasspreneurs.com forward slash podcast. And please make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you are listening right now. It's super easy. And it really helps me a ton. Be blessed, my dear wellness friend. Don't make rain for your clients, yourself and your family. Stay safe. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. next episode.